Welcome to the Sardis Fellowship Discipleship Podcast. On this podcast, we capture conversations around issues of what it means to follow Jesus, meant to inspire your own faith conversation and help you in your discipleship journey. We need each other's perspectives on life and discipleship as we journey towards Jesus together. My name is Rob Schaff, and I'm the pastor of Discipling at Sardis Fellowship. On this episode, I'm talking with John Weber, who is passionate about seeing men in the church grow closer towards Jesus. He's also passionate about social justice issues, and he's led Bible studies and small groups in our church. I've really enjoyed my conversations with him over the years, and this conversation is one that we recorded on Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. Thanks so much for listening. So, John, the question that we're talking about today is this, I'm hurting and struggling with the impact of COVID restrictions. Why is God allowing this? Can I learn anything from this? And this was, I think, out of our list of questions that we brainstormed, one of your questions. So let me start with a question about the question. Why is this question on our list, John? <laughs> I hear an awful lot. Uh, I watch the news. I see a lot of people hurting. I'm also aware of people being concerned about vaccines and where are they going to come? They're going to be slow. Uh, people are worried about uh, closeness and loneliness, <laughs> both of them. Families, domestic abuse, we hear all this going on. And I think families are hurting. I think uh, uh, it's something that we should discuss. And if some of our listeners are, are suffering right now or hurting or asking these types of questions, uh, I think we got some good news for them. It's interesting. I like that in here. Um I'm hurting and struggling with the impact of COVID restrictions. I think that that's an interesting thing because, of course, you see the news stories of people um, hurting uh, with COVID and just horrible, awful things that you hear about um, human suffering with this virus. Um, but yes, restrictions and, and COVID restrictions and people trying to help, it actually also causes a certain level of suffering that um, is uncomfortable, right? And like you're saying, uh, domestic abuse on the rise and, and some of these things. And yeah, it's no... It's no joke. COVID is difficult. But I don't want to get hung up on a discussion about God and why he allows things. I'd rather look at how do we, uh, health in a healthy way, strong way, respond. How would God want us to respond? Maybe God, whether he caused COVID or not, he's going to use it for his glory. And maybe that's what we should be investigating. What are the opportunities that COVID gives the church today. One book that's been really good for me to read, um, and it kind of puts things in perspective, is written by N.T. Wright. It's called God and the Pandemic, and it touches on a lot of this stuff. N.T. Wright says this, We are to lament, we are to complain, we are to state the case and leave it with God, but our lament moves us to action. The best answer I've heard in the last few weeks has not been to question why, it has been to question what. What can we do? And I think that lines up really nicely with what you're saying. You know, I, I have to say, I look at this as an opportunity for Christians. What do you mean by that? Well, let's start with the personal element of it. Um, one of the things that Christians struggle with, at least I do, okay, and I don't think I'm alone, is prayer time, okay? How do we have a relationship with our God if we don't have prayer? Well, COVID has now created, for most of us, a time frame that we're wondering what to do with it. Let's draw ourselves to the things that matter. So let's take some of this time that all of a sudden has been manufactured to think about prayer and what does prayer mean. So that's one personal thing. 
Bible reading, uh, and then meditating on the Word and thinking about in times of COVID, what does my prayer and my Bible reading saying? And do I re- and, and the big question is after doing all that, do I really trust God? Because in the time of COVID, have we lost the ability, or have we come to the realization that we have lived our Christian life pretty comfortably by rote and by habit? And the word, I trust my God or I love my God, has that actually ever been really true? Mm. Now's the time we can test that. As I was thinking about how to answer this question, I'm hurting and struggling with impact of COVID restrictions. Why is God allowing this? Can I learn anything from this? Uh, My mind immediately went to Job, right? The book of Job. And um, one of my favorite kind of quick interpretations of the book of Job is done by the Bible Project on YouTube. It's this, if you don't know about the Bible Project, you should definitely check out the videos. But the Bible Project on YouTube, their Book of Job video is really good. And basically they break it down like this. Um, There's, you know, the three wisdom literature books of the Bible. There's Proverbs where it shows that God is wise and just and the world is ordered fairly and people get what they deserve. And then there's Ecclesiastes that says, is God wise and just? Because people don't get what they deserve. And then there's the book of Job, which is largely answering the question, is God just? And of course, in the story, it's about this guy named Job who loses everything, his kids, his possessions, his health, and he's miserable. And his friends come along and they say, well, you must be getting what you deserve, which is looking at life kind of that Proverbs way where it's like, well, anybody, you get what you deserve. And then Job defends his innocence and saying, saying, you know, I'm not, I don't deserve this. This isn't what I deserve. Um, and the fact is the Bible, you know, in, in the book of Job, it tells us that he's innocent, um, but he laments towards God and he's filled with doubts. And then he demands at the end of the book that God come and answer. And God kind of does. Well, he shows up to answer, but he doesn't give Job a direct answer. He says, my perspective is bigger than yours, Job, and my wisdom is greater than yours, and that's it. And Job, um, yeah, that's kind of the end of God's answer. And then what happens, of course, is that God gives Job more than what he had before it was taken away, which is kind of a curious thing, but it's not done as a reward because it wasn't taken away as a punishment. Um, it was just given simply as a gift. And what Job learns through this whole ordeal is that he can trust the wisdom of God, no matter what comes his way. So that is the uh, Bible project's take on what you were just saying. It's interesting you picked Job because there's two verses in Job that are my favorites, and mm-hmm. I refer to them quite often. And they're right at the end, Job 42, verse uh, 2, the first part. I know that you can do anything. Job came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Why it took him to the end of the book, but Lord, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. No plan of yours can be thwarted. But more importantly, he says in verse 5, he said, I had heard rumors of you, but now my eyes have seen you. You know, what an amazing, you hear this guy's story, his friends are talking to him and trying to give him, Job goes through all of this, and he said, he, you know, right at the beginning of the book, it says, Job is more righteous than just about anybody else. That's why Satan wanted to attack him. And he goes through all that, and it isn't until really the end that Job says, hey, now I've seen you, God. He had to go through all of that to see God. What an amazing story. That's what kind of an opportunity this is. This is an opportunity for us as believers 
to really wrestle with God, to come to lament to him, direct our laments to him, and and to have him speak into our lives and for us to learn to trust him and to trust in his wisdom. Yeah. I like the word wrestle. Jacob had to wrestle. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> you know, and and if that's what it takes, then my encouragement to anybody who's listening to this podcast is get down there and wrestle with God. Get into prayer, get into the word, and and seek God so you it, it doesn't become a, a matter of rote or, or my tradition. It becomes a part of my relationship with Jesus that I love you yeah. and I trust you and I will trust you even in this time of COVID. Yeah, that's good. The, uh, the second thing that I had mentioned before is just not do we have to get right with ourselves and have this great opportunity, but let's get right with others. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, children are watching mm-hmm. what happens between mom and dad and patterns of abuse have been seen to continue because the kids saw it and they carried it into the next uh, relationship. Well, now's the chance. You've got a chance to, instead of become abusive, here's a chance to turn things around. Now, I will say that's not easy because we've got psychological issues and all kinds of stuff and background issues and everything else. But here's an opportunity, men. Pick up the phone, call your local pastor, a Christian mentor that you can trust, and get referred to somebody that can give you help to do what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying. But I will tell you from experience uh, that I wasn't a good husband for a large portion of my life. Maybe I'm not the perfect one now. But it was only through some counseling and some help and and through Christ in my life and understanding the value that hey I got to deal with situations from my background that uh, that, that 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 I got a blessing so I would really encourage that so in the time of covid what a time to do that how many other times have you had to to go talk to a friend go out and have a coffee with a counselor now's the chance do it don't let your marriage fall apart and then get right with others, friends. There may be people that you uh, loved in the past that is now an enemy for some reason. Well, now's the time for reconciliation. Help others, those that are lonely. There's a lot of seniors that are suffering and lonely right now. Pick up the phone. Find a way. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunity now. COVID has created all this. I'm getting excited talking about it. This is, here's some chance for life-changing moments for people. A lot of what we're mourning, and we are mourning, there are things that definitely suck about COVID restrictions. It takes a lot of the fun and joy out of a lot of life. That's for that's for sure. Um, I think we all crave relationship and friendship. I'm an introvert personally, and I really miss people. So it's you know that if I miss people, that uh, it's 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 bad around all around. So yeah, interesting. Actually, you just touched on uh, the third thing. That's the church and the role of the church and the traditional roles. I'm not thinking that COVID's never going to end or we can't meet together again. I think that time will pass. We're, we're humans. We're going to have to meet. But it may have to be done a lot differently. Hmm. And are we starting to think about that in the church? We've seen a huge increase in the, in the value or the use of social media platforms because of COVID. Uh, just not within the church, but everywhere else. Right. So are we, af- 
Are we, are we effectively equipped to think about how we're going to use social media platforms as the church going forward into the future? We will have to trade what we had and the good things that we had for new good things. And new good things that would include things like choosing to fellowship over social media. What do you think are some of the barriers that are keeping people from being there? Probably fear, and we just haven't come to the realization we have to be creative, we have to figure out. I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. This is an example where the younger generation has some advantages in terms of how they're looking into the church of the future, probably. And maybe we have to figure out a way to consolidate that thinking into a new way of doing church. I'm not suggesting that it all be done online. Right. Uh, I think there is purpose required uh, for fellowship person to person, but we have to break some habits of the past. I'm not so sure that it fits within that happening within the traditional church model. So when it comes to like things like the church model, I remember when the pandemic first hit and I was really tempted to say, you know, maybe we made an idol of church. Maybe we made an idol of our worship experience on Sunday morning. And maybe this is God's way of saying, you don't get to have that idol anymore. And that is one valid way of looking at it, kind of, because it's not the whole picture. For some people, I'm sure that it could have been an idol. It could have been a thing that was actually preventing them from going to Jesus. But for many others, it was actually a thing that was essential to them in their walk with Jesus. And I think that I was tempted to say, you know, when when pandemic happened and churches shut down, we weren't allowed to meet anyway. I was very tempted to say, oh, well, so what? I guess we didn't need that stuff anyway. And that's actually not true, right? Like there are so many things within church that we don't get anymore that we did need. Now, I know that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is it's a chance for us as Christians to rethink what the point of, of church is and, and how we can be a church when we can't be a church the way that we used to. And I think that that's what you're saying. And I think that that's, I totally agree with that. Um, but I think too, I'm hesitant to latch on too firmly to this opportunity language, uh, not because it isn't an opportunity, but because, because a lot has been lost as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and it's tempting to say, well, if it was lost, it probably wasn't worth holding on to to begin with. And I think what I'm trying to say is no, there's a lot of legitimately good things that we have lost because of COVID, because of COVID restrictions. And I think that it's actually our job as Christians to like mourn the loss with people, but not to stay in lament. Do you know what I mean? Like we lament and then we move forward. We have to be careful. We have to be clear or learn what are the things, the components of our faith, of our being with the body of Christ that are important and how how do we achieve those things? And if it's in the some components of the traditional church model, yeah, we got to do that. I'm in a Bible study, and we've been going through Philippians 1, which is interesting. That's what the pa- our pastor's been taking us through is the book of Philippians. And last night we read from uh, verses 20 in Philippians, or 12 in Philippians down to, I think it was the 20. So I think is what's important in the time of COVID is summed up in verses 27 and 28. He says, whatever happens... 
Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. In the times of COVID, do that. Then whether I come and see you or only hear from you in my absence, and there's a lot of absences going on, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those that oppose you. This is a sign to them they will be destroyed, but you will be saved by that God. Paul wasn't worried, and he was right in the chains. Well, we're right in the chains of COVID. We don't have to worry, but we have to be with Christ. What a, to me, that's the opportunity today for a, for a society, especially in North America, that has become complacent about their religion, about their relationship with Jesus. Well, let's just use this time to, to seek him and make him more real in our life. Invite him in in a new way. Back to the original question. I'm hurting and struggling with the impact of COVID restrictions. Why is God allowing this and can I learn anything from this? I think that what you said is, yeah, you can learn things from this. What you can learn is how to um, take this as an opportunity to get closer to Jesus in your own life, to fix uh, relationships in your life, make them more God-honoring, to take a look at our church and not our church, but the church and what church is in your life and get that more properly calibrated, finding creative new ways to fellowship with other Christians when we can't um, be uh, with each other the way that we would normally be used to. Uh, what can I learn from these restrictions? I think it's to trust God, to trust his wisdom, to trust his plan and um, bank on it because generations of Christians have gone through their own struggles in life to varying degrees and they have grown closer to Jesus, and now it's up to us to do the same. The world's too complex. We haven't got all the answers. Thank God. Thank goodness that God does. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in hearing uh, from people that are listening to this podcast to hear their views and, and their questions and their challenges that uh, we can deal with in, as we continue. Uh, but uh, what a great opportunity to discuss and share with people that God is alive and well and he only wants the best for us at this point in time thanks for listening in on our conversation we'd encourage you to join the conversation by telling us your thoughts questions comments challenges and perspectives right now the easiest way to do that is to send us an email you can reach me at rob at sardisfellowship.com and you can email john weber at johnpodcast at shaw.ca that's j-o-h-n podcast at shaw.ca we always end our episodes with some questions to reflect on and to discuss so here they are what has covid and covid restrictions taken from you in your life, do you feel that these losses are legitimate and to be lamented, or do you think we should just let go of those things and move on? How are you viewing COVID as an opportunity to realign your life, your relationships, with what Jesus has in mind? How has COVID made you rethink church? And who do you turn to when you need to talk through big life issues? Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.